Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Friday. It's the 24th of April, 2020. All right. Let's go ahead and get our contact information out there for you guys and then we will go ahead and jump in with the show and I'll have to do a little bit of explaining because we're sort of doing a little bit of time warp stuff kind of in a way sort of all right so if you want to contact me I have a couple of different ways for you to do that there is the voicemail which is area code 206-745-2731 If you would rather send in an email or if you would rather record your own audio and have me play that for you on the show, the email address to send that to is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. I had um, a couple of people ask me about it, and the reason I'm kind of spelling it out this time is that they thought proton male as in gender. Uh, so M-A-L-E as opposed to male. So anyway, as in email. Also, if you go over to the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find on the page buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You'll also find at the bottom of the page, if you scroll down, there is a donation button, and that is through PayPal. And if you like the show, and you ever would consider supporting it financially, you can go ahead and just click that button, and it'll take you over. Uh, Let's see, I think that is about it. I will say, as I have been saying, I have been doing more videos on YouTube, so again, if you go over to the website and you just click on that button, it will take you right over to my YouTube page, which is uh, Every Blade of Grass, and if you just wanted to look it up that way, you can, and it's all one word, And the start of each word is capitalized. So um, if that makes sense. So every, the E is capitalized, blade, the B is capitalized, of, the O is capitalized, capitalized, there we go. And in grass, G is capitalized. But it's all, you would type it out as all one word. If you wanted to do it that way and kind of check it out. I think I'm up to about 88 subscribers. I'd like to eventually get up to about 100 uh, I have put out probably in the last uh, about week or so a couple of new videos, and I'm planning on putting more out. They won't all be gun-related or anything, but uh, it'll just be stuff that I'm kind of doing during the uh, kind of the shutdown or the lockdown or however we want to call it. I do think that we will be seeing some relief coming up here pretty soon. We're getting toward the end of April. We've sort of been on lockdown kind of seriously, I guess, probably for about the last six weeks or so, I guess, at the time of this recording. And I think they're going to be close to sort of figuring out and and want some testing, some uh, a little bit more reliable testing gets out there sort of to the masses. I think what they're going to find out is that, oh, boy, a lot more people than we thought had it. And so it's not that there were Again, the small percentage of people that had it, and of that, there was serious illness and and deaths. 
of of the of those numbers. And I think we're, when we actually found when we actually find out the true denominator, meaning how many people, not only in the states but in other countries, how many people actually were exposed to it, got it, had either no symptoms or had a thing where they thought, "Ooh, I'm feeling kind of run down for a couple of days," or had some other different types of symptoms but didn't wind up in the hospital and on a ventilator, which was kind of what they were telling us sort of from the jump. Oh, everybody's going to end up on these things. Again, this is not to downplay this thing. And that if you're in one of those categories where you are a person that has pre-existing conditions, so let's say if you've been a heavy smoker all your life, maybe a heavy drinker, maybe you have uh, emphysema or asthma, things that could affect your uh, respiratory system, you know, you're at a higher risk. Also, the older population, a lot of those people are on uh, tons of medications just anyway, and they have a lot of pre-existing conditions. And if they get the the virus, it can really kind of knock them down. And that can allow some of those other things to kind of come in there and, what's the word I'm looking for, maybe exacerbate the situation. That's the correct word. So anyway, I, I think that's kind of maybe about all I'm going to say on that type of thing. So I do need to do a little bit of explaining because we are going to do a little bit of kind of time warpy stuff, a little bit, like I said. Um, so when I put out the last episode, which was show number 205, on that one, I think we had some feedback maybe from Warren, and I can't remember if I played feedback from Dave. Now, even though I released the show on... March 4th, I think the recording that I had done was, I think, February 12th. And I do have some feedback that I got from Dave on, I think, oh, let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. I think I got the feedback from him on February 14th, and then I got some again on March 4th. Fourth, And I don't know, and I think he was maybe referencing, I think the feedback that I got from him actually on the 4th came, um, and that's, that's the thing, I don't know if he was referring to maybe episode 204 or if he had listened to episode 205. And anyway, so, you know, a lot of this stuff is just kind of behind the scenes stuff that you probably don't want to hear or need to hear. But what I wanted to do, because I can't remember whether I played some of Dave's voicemail. He sent in three voicemails. And so I wanted to play them. And then what we'll do is I'll just kind of go over those real quick. And then we'll we'll sort of go ahead and continue on with the rest of the show. So let me... And I think what I'll do is I'll play the two that I got on February 14th. And then I'll do a couple of comments on that. And then I'll go ahead and play the one that I've got on the third or not the third on March 4th. So let's see if we can get this thing to play. Hey Tony, it's uh, Dave in Utah for the firearms cafe. Um, the recent episode you were talking about taking your aunt, uh, shooting up in your kind of shop for a handgun. You're looking at the, the little shield easy pistols. Um, I wonder, have you, I'm not sure, I have never tried one of those easy pistols, so I'm not sure what the difference is and how heavy the spring is. But have you looked at like the 2.0 uh, full-size 
M and P. Um, so one of those, like it may still be too hard to cough, but they will have uh, uh, the slide is going to be wider on those things than on the shields. The shields are designed to be really skinny. Um, so I wonder if having a, a wider slide and then having those the MP scallop, the slide serrations actually stick to your hand pretty well. Um, they're a lot they're a lot easier to rack than like a Glock slide serrations. Uh, they tend to just kind of they dig into your skin a little bit, just a little bit more than than the Glocks do. So I wonder if just having the wider slide plus those MP slide serrations. It might change the geometry in her hand. Might make it possible. Um, I don't know. Maybe you've already tried that. And the other option, like I think what you're just mentioning now, where I am in the podcast, is putting a red dot on there and then just using that, the front end of that red dot, to get some good leverage and, and rack the slide. And if one is not an issue for her, that might just be the way to go. Maybe try a full size and see if she can rack it with a red dot on there, or the or the shield. Anyway couple ideas in case you hadn't thought of them. You probably have, but uh, see what happens. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, so that was the first one. And then what I'm going to do now is go ahead and I will, if I can get this thing here, to bear with me a moment. So again, this is uh, the second voicemail we've got from Dave. And then what I'll do is I will kind of comment on both of those. And I, I'm pretty sure he was listening to show maybe 203 or 204 when I was talking about, well, you know what I think I will do is I'll, well, let me hold off. And what we'll do is I'll do the comments on the, the MNP 380 easy shield or the shield MNP. Well, you know, anyway, it's a, the world's longest pistol name. So as a recap, maybe for some of you guys who haven't heard that past show, I was helping my aunt purchase a firearm. And she was a person who said, look, I want to be able to rack that slide. I want to be able to take it apart. I want to be able to do all this stuff. And I want it to, to be pretty easy. And I had taken over some of my, a couple of my guns and let her try and do some stuff. And at their home, they also have a, a Glock 30, which is the smaller 45. So it turned out that that was just a little too hard for her to, uh, to rack consistently. And then of course on the, on the takedown with the Glock, how she just, she wasn't getting it, didn't have the hand strength to really to do that stuff. So we went out a couple of times and we shot the, uh, the first one we shot was the easy nine millimeter. And then the second one we shot, and I think I talked about this in previous episodes, was the 380. And it turns out she liked the 380. Now, as a little bit of follow-up, what she plans on doing, and I, I haven't, I don't know because of, with all the restrictions, if she's, if she's been able to do it or been able to get it, is she decided to go with the, the 380, the easy on that. And she also decided to go with a red dot. And some of you guys may remember from many, many shows ago, I talked about a adapter plate that goes into the rear sight on my Glock 19, which is a plate from Outer Impact. And it is sort of a, what would we want to call it? Um, a multi-use or a multi-adapter type thing. So it has several different holes in it. 
And depending on what you have, whether you've got an RMR or maybe a doctor or a loophole or something like that, it has different holes that you can mount it on. But the plate actually mounts into the, the rear sight dovetail. So you do give up, you know, your rear sight type thing. Anyway, it, at, at the time, I think it was like $40, $50. I think it was around $50 that I paid for it. And what it does is it lets you sort of try those things out on your pistol before you have the slide milled or in, in case of having maybe an oddball pistol or something like that, it, uh, or, uh, it would allow you to, to do it on different things. So if you had an M P or if you had a Glock, I don't think at the time the guy had a one for an HK, uh, but I think he, he had them for a Glock and MP. and there's other things that are out there that are similar. So, and, and most of you guys, you know, know what we're talking about with that stuff. So anyway, what she decided is she was going to get that outer impact uh, it and I think they made one for the easy that would fit or maybe it's this maybe the dovetail is the same the rear sight dovetail is the same for the regular M&P so it would just fit in anyway um, now of course on the 380 EZ that shield is a little bit narrower so the plate is kind of going to hang over but for her she's really not going to be using it as a concealed carry thing or a daily carry type thing. It's pretty much going to be for home defense, uh, or it may be carried in a purse to where she's not going to have, have it be on her, on her body type type thing. Now, if she were to do purse carry or off body carry, let's just say she will of course have a setup that is designed for that. So she's not just going to throw it, you know, in, in a bag or a backpack or a, fanny pack or something like that it would be purpose designed and if uh, you know another thing is later on down the road if she decides oh because she did shoot the nine millimeter and she could rack the slide and do all of their stuff just well but if she decides later on down the road oh i want to go with a nine millimeter maybe go with a full size uh just like the regular shield as opposed to an easy at least at that point you know she can do it they've you know um they're fortunate enough to where they've got enough money to be able to go and, and buy pretty much whatever gun that they want. Anyway, all this rambling stuff to say that, you know, pretty much she decided, Dave, that she was going to go with a uh, with a red dot. And I think she had decided to go with a Holosun. And I can't remember which model she was looking at. She might have been looking at the 507 or I think Holosun makes a little smaller one. So, I, again, I don't know. I don't know whether or not she went ahead and got that stuff and was able to get it prior to everything going or if she's going to kind of wait till everything kind of settles down type deal. I think the last correspondence I got from her was she was planning on purchasing a bunch of this stuff. And then she was like, oh, do you think we should just send it to a gunsmith or and I was like, oh, no, you know, you and I can drift out the site and then, you know, mount the the uh, the mounting plate on there and we can get it all settled. But of course. Shortly after that is when I think we had um, all the coronavirus and the lockdown stuff and, you know, social distancing and all that kind of jazz going on. So anyway, uh, that's kind of it for the saga of kind of what she wanted to do. But I think that easy is going to be a good fit for her. Now, like I said before, I do think that on the easy, I think it was a... Mm, how do I want to say like a poor decision 
based on the market that you're going after. If you're saying that we're going after people that maybe have some strength and some gripping problems, it, it has similar to a 1911, like the, we'll call it the squeeze safety on the back. And like I said, in prior shows, we did have some problems. Now I was able to finally kind of get her to, to figure out a way to do it. And what I did is I put my finger kind of in the, on the back by her thumb in between on that safety. And I'm just, okay, like squeeze my, you know, squeeze my finger and do that, do that, do that. And then that was, she was able to kind of, okay, this is, you know, get that mental pathway in of, okay, this is what I kind of need to do type thing. But I do think it's kind of a odd thing to, oh, to have that squeeze safety or the grip safety on there. Because we there, she did have several failures because she wasn't gripping the gun tight enough. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and let's play the second bit of feedback that we have from Dave. And again, this is back from February 14th. Hey, Tony, it's Dave in Utah again. Um, so you, you also brought up, uh, you know, ideas about a, kind of a home defense gun um, and talk about a pistol caliber carbine. Um, you threw some ideas out there. I know that I was just looking on SIG's website, and they have two SIG MPXs that are the short, you know, variety with a uh, pistol or with the arm stabilizing brace instead of a stock um, with, you know, barrels that are under five inches. They have one that's called the MPX-K. K, uh, K I guess, the German word for compact starts with a K. So you've got that one, and then they have the SIG MPX Copperhead, which is even smaller. It's teeny, teeny, teeny tiny. Um, either of those, I, I can't imagine those would be too terribly heavy, um, especially if you weren't meaning to, like, hold them up all day. But they both shoot 9 millimeter, and, you know, if money's no object, they could get one of those and then put one of those uh, aim point comp M4s that last for like eight years and just put one of those on top and then uh, have that be their home defense gun. Yeah, ideas. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. All right, Dave. Thanks again for sending that in. I know it's been a little late. Now, I think what he was talking about is I had said that one of the things that I had wanted to do would be for a uh, for a home defense gun. I think the pistol caliber carbines are ideal. They're lightweight, they're small, um, and for my situation, it would be a, a, a firearm that both my my wife and my daughter could probably handle, uh, pretty much no problem. Also, for me, I like the idea of being able to put a suppressor on a firearm that's going to shoot 9mm, and it, it's going to be relatively quiet, so you're not going to deafen yourself in the house. You're not going to maybe suffer some permanent ear damage. Now, I think what Dave was referencing at the end was maybe that would be something that would be, if it's only going to be a home gun, that would be something that you could have as a home defense gun. So they could have basically a pistol caliber carbine. And I know I think they make some even in 380. Uh, and I can't remember, I saw one the other day, and it was a little 380 thing like that, and uh, the guy was talking about it and liked it, and it was a real soft shooter. And uh, if, if I remember, I'll maybe look it up a little bit later and uh, come back to it. 
but I, I just, and I, it was just some video that I saw the other day. Uh, but anyway, I, for, for them, at least for right now, I don't think that that's kind of the route that they would want to go. I think that's going to be, even that thing is going to be a little bit kind of big and bulky. I think what she kind of wants is just that handgun. So for her, for now, I think, and of course I don't, I'm, I can't a hundred percent speak for her, but for what she wants, I think she wants to stick with that handgun route. Maybe a little later as she has more familiarity, again, once all this virus stuff kind of quiets down a bit and we can get sort of back to normal, maybe we can go out and I can have her shoot my pistol caliber carbine. I know that there are some with the, what is it, the delayed roller blowback, is that, as I'm saying that right? I think that's it. And supposedly those shoot pretty soft. I've never shot one. I'd like to. And it may be something, I think, um... Is it C-M-M-M-G or M-M-M-M-M? Is it C-M-M-G that they're coming out with that? I think they've got one. And I think I talked about it on a previous show. And I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But I think it's them and they're coming out with a roller uh, roller delayed blowback system. And that might be something, again, for them, money's not going to be... A limiting factor let's just say that so that might be something that they may want to do and it may be later that what she decides to do is I will uh, she'll you know she'll keep that little 380 and then maybe she decides to go up with the the nine millimeter easy and then keeps a maybe a pistol caliber carbine if she wants and then she would have just basically only have to worry about one type of ammo that type of thing so Anyway, Dave, let's go ahead and let's, uh, I appreciate all the stuff you sent in. And again, I apologize for uh, not getting this stuff out sooner. And if I've played these before, I don't think I have, but if I have, well, we get to listen to them again, that type of deal. So let me, let's see, let's pull this up here and we will go to the third and final. In fact, let me see. In fact, on yeah, in fact, on the twentieth of February, I think is what my aunt sent to me. Let me see if I can find it. I think she was looking at the Holosun, yeah, five oh seven, and that she had sent to me on the twentieth. Uh, let's see, all this stuff is popping up here. Yeah, the 20th of February. And like I said, that's when, you know, we were, I had sent her a thing back saying, oh, you know, Outer Impact was who I used. And, uh, you know, we could, she, you know, she and I could be able to install that stuff, no problem. And then kind of, we sort of kind of went on hold. And I had a bunch of other stuff happen. Uh, and I don't know too much how I want to, what I want to get into it. Anyway, um, Back in toward the end of February, my father was ill. He eventually, I, when I went back to see him, um, I went back to see him. Let's see, he ended up going in the hospital. I went back to see him, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away while I was there. And then I had to fly back out again to do the funeral. And then by the time I got back from there, of course, the the um, the, uh, the funeral and not the funeral, the uh, lock the social distancing and the, you know, isolate, stay at home, all that other kind of stuff was going. But, um, 
you know, you're, you're, you're always sad when somebody, you, you know, passes away and in, in the case of, you know, a parent, uh, but my dad, uh, he, he passed away on the 27th of February. His birthday was actually on the 26th, uh, and he made it to 99 years old. So he had a good, rich, full life. And, uh, uh, but that's, you know, that was another kind of reason, some of that stuff. And I don't think I shared any of that stuff when I, on the last show that I put out anyway, but, uh, you know, it in life, this type of stuff happens. So anyway, Let's go ahead and um, let's play the final message from Dave. Hey, Tony. It's uh, Dave in Utah. Um, I was just listening to your segment about a 10-millimeter handgun for uh, bear defense, that type of thing. Um, and I, it reminded me of a lady. Her name's Connie. I, don't, I forgot her last name. It might be Barnes. But she's part of the, the Barnes family as a uh, Barnes bullet. And she apparently is an avid uh, bear hunter. And she says that, you know, you shoot a bear with a rifle and it takes them a minute to go down because the bear actually has a much slower heartbeat than, uh, than a regular, than like a person. So even if you, even if you got a good, you know, the perfect hunting shot, through the you know through the lungs where it's going to cause a lot of bleeding, it still takes a minute because the blood just isn't moving through their body that quickly. So it would take longer for them to bleed out to the point where they're going to uh, going to you know not be able to continue to attack. So yeah, having having extra rounds, being able to cause extra damage, and having as many shots as possible to to hit them in the hit them in the brain. Um, it would be a good thing, and something like a a Glock or a, a 1911 and 10 millimeter or the Springfield, it's going to be a lot easier to manage the recoil than you know cranking out six shots of 44 Magnum as fast as you can, or the bigger rounds like the 454 Casul or the 460 or the 500 Magnum. So anyway, yeah, agreeing with you, good stuff. Keep it up. Bye. All right. Again, thanks, Dave. I appreciate you sending that stuff in. So again, as a recap from probably the last show or a couple of shows ago, we were talking about uh, the 10 millimeter and how I would, I would like to get one more for, for fun and everything and stuff like that. And, uh, without rehashing everything, it's sort of the, oh, we'll say the competition for lack of a better term between 45 and 10 millimeter and which would be, which would be better, that type of thing. Uh, so, and we talked about, uh, you know, Paul, Paul Harrell and a couple other guys that do videos that are, that live out in Alaska and do bear hunting and what they kind of carry. And most of the people out there, this guy who was from Alaska and, and hunts regularly, he says a lot of those guys use 10 millimeter. And one of the points that kind of Dave had talked about toward the end that I was talking about was, yeah, you can have those big revolvers. You can have the 454, you can have the 460 or the 500 Magnum, but are you going to be able to really get follow-up shots on those things? And, you know, with those, I think you're limited to what, maybe five shots, maybe six. I think most of the ones that I've seen are just five shots because you're shooting such a massive round. Maybe there's six, I don't know. But anyway, the idea would be that if 
if you were if you were lucky enough to see it coming at you and you had time enough to to bring up your gun and uh, maybe if you're out hiking or something like that and all you have is that handgun on you my part of my reasoning was it would be better to have something where you have more than just five shots hope and and that's not and that's that would be assuming you could get all five shots into the bear and it might be better for you to have something to where you could practice with it and i think i I maybe mentioned this before so i think maybe this one got played before i don't know maybe not anyway but the idea is if you practice enough with that 10 millimeter whether it was a glock or one of the other major brands is that you could probably get to where you could do follow-up shots and this would be you know for going stress and the stress of an actual bear charging you and you may have a better chance of getting multiple shots into the head into the brain and getting it to where it stops uh, so and look I, i've seen stories and seen pictures of hunters that were out there people that were hiking and they had the big revolvers and a bear had charged them and uh, one guy was able to get uh, fired off his his full uh, cylinder but i think he only hit the bear maybe three times so again for me i do not think that i could do any follow-up shots at all with the big uh, the big bore revolvers. Uh, but I think that I could be able to, with a little bit of practice, be able to do some follow-up shots with the 10 millimeter and be able to maybe have decent uh, target place or, or round placement, not target placement, but round placement where I want those bullets to go, that type of thing. So, all right. I tell you what, let's, uh, again, Dave, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it. Hope you send some more stuff in. I know um, without giving too much away, some of you guys, the more astute, may have heard some of the the uh, background stuff on a couple of Dave's um, voicemails there. And it may sound a little different. What I'm doing, just to make it easier for me, and so I just have one file, is I am uh, playing that stuff from the computer, his his. Uh, emails that he sent to me with those file with the audio files i just played them through the computer having it go through the from my computer into the mixer and and uh, then into the into the zoom so that i'm recording outside of the computer but so they may sound a little different hopefully it won't i but you'll be able to hear it just fine i think so anyway uh i kind of got off track there i'm not sure what i was i'm not sure what i was gonna say um but let's sort of maybe flip back a little bit and let's kind of switch gears on the last show on show 205 i was talking a lot about politics and kind of what was going to happen and again that was from the very start or about the middle part of february i think it was around the 12th is when i actually did that particular recording boy i tell you what now um, I'm not sure really what's going on in the in the political arena. It now, if if we're looking at the presidential election, I think I don't really think too much has changed. I think the people that like Trump are are going to think he's that he has done a, a good job. I think people that don't like him are going to say he he's done a terrible job. So I don't really know that it's going to affect him too much one way or the other. Now, if, let's say, uh, 
and this is all kind of just supposition stuff. And it's a little bit of kind of a, oh, running some mental scenarios. If, let's say, though, that by mm, August, September, maybe even into October, that things are kind of getting back to normal and the, and the economy is kind of springing back and people are being able to go back to work and there hasn't been some other new disaster that, that comes down the pipe, I think that he probably, especially if the economy, like I said, if the economy kind of just start, even if it's just starting to come back, I think he wins re-election. If, however, it doesn't, again, still probably, and, and when I say it's a 50-50 chance, you could say, yeah, well, <laughs> it's always kind of a 50-50 chance, but because uh, you're either going to win it or you're not, uh, if we look at it that way. But I, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is this kind of, you know, I, it, for me, I don't know. It could go, the it could fall one way or the other for him. And kind of, um, so, you know, so I don't know. I've, I've sort of, in a way, have kind of disconnected from the news. A lot of you guys who are kind of maybe long-term listeners to this show, or even if you've kind of come in and out over the years, I don't have a lot of trust in government. Uh, I, I think that while I'm not a, necessarily a conspiracy theorist, I do think that they are opportunists. So I don't think that they've, you know, there's this big cabal where they've planned all this stuff out. But I do think that they are always looking to enhance power. And that is both the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, they're, they're not going to let a good crisis go to waste. So... I, like I said, I haven't, I've been sort of distancing myself from the news a lot of times when I was driving around in the car, uh, you know, especially going to and from dropping my kid off at school, things like that, um, or, or from school events. I would kind of, you know, jump around on the radio and listen to different, um, I guess we could say different political viewpoints from different stations, some liberal stations, some conservative stations. You don't really have any that are libertarian type. Uh, you have some that are kind of close, but not really. They kind of tend to fall more if they were, would be libertarian at all. That's kind of on that small part of the libertarian philosophy, not necessarily like party um, platform type stuff, but just the actual philosophy. So anywho, uh, but like I had said earlier or a few seconds ago is that I've kind of disconnected from the news and disconnected from talk radio and things like that. So I don't. I don't really have a sense of sort of what the political stuff is. I still get occasional things. You know, you get uh, occasional emails from Martha McSally. Well, let's do a real quick background or a, a back. Uh, let's take a little step back real quick. So I'm out in Arizona. So in Arizona, right and Arizona used to be a, a primarily a red state. Right now we have one of our U.S. senators who is Kirsten Cinema, and she is a Democrat. The person who, and that's who won the election. Uh, now, the person who got appointed to take over McCain was a lady by the name Marcia McSally, and McSally had lost to Cinema in the race. So, in the 2020 election, she will be going against a, a guy, Mark Kelly. And Mark Kelly is, I think he's former, thought he was Air Force, but he may have been something else. But anyway, he was that. And I think then he was also an astronaut type thing. 
And he, of course, is a pretty liberal guy. He's not going to run as a super liberal guy. He's going to run as a moderate, which is what Cinema did. And I think that's one of the reasons why she won. Uh, also, there are some other things with some primary stuff now that McSally had to, to deal with that Cinema did not. She was pretty much the only one. And that's kind of what Kelly has. He has a very similar situation. But if you're looking at sort of how they are each running their campaigns, I think McSally is kind of stepping back a little bit and kind of going more the moderate. And I think that uh, Kelly, did I say McSally? I think I did. So, but um, Kelly is also, like I said before, is running kind of a moderate race. Now, I still get the occasional, um, I still see an occasional email or something like that pops up from McSally. I'm not exactly sure why. It got to me. I think it just sort of got sent out, uh, and I haven't. I basically just sort of see like I haven't unsubscribed from it, type thing. I don't know that I ever did. It's you know, but uh, uh, anyway, I'm starting to ramble. I haven't gotten any emails from uh, from Mark Kelly, and so I don't know. And I haven't. And we don't have regular tv anymore pretty much all we have is you know uh all the streaming services so you know hulu and netflix and things like that so i'm not seeing a bunch of ads from him Uh, i did see a long time ago one from him where he was talking about oh we need common sense gun control and all this other stuff again i don't know how much of that stuff is going to fly one of the reasons why it's kind of important that from a gun sense or a gun standpoint or a second amendment rights type standpoint is that Kelly is going to be anti-gun no matter what he says. And McSally, again, it's going to be sort of that thing of while she may not be as pro gun as I would like, she is probably at least not going to strike a blow against me and against us in gun world. So even though I have other problems with her, one of the main things that we sort of can't or shouldn't want to have happen is that you get somebody in there who has no respect for your right to self-defense. And that can kind of goes along the lines of some people say, oh, you know, I, I just have a bat or a knife or something like that. But, and I, you know, I'm anti-gun. I don't like guns, that type of deal. But I mean, really it's more about you know, do you have the right to defend yourself in the manner that you think gives you the best chance to survive? And most people, if you could, if you, if you were sitting in a room with them one-on-one and even an anti-gun guy, most of them are going to say, oh, you know, I'd, I'd rather take a gun than a baseball bat type thing. Now, let's, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if, again, if, if, the economy does well. I think McSally has a much better choice. If it doesn't, if it tanks, or if we're still under this time, this type of stuff, when the election rolls around, I think there's going to be a big sea change. So let's kind of switch tax a little bit. And let's talk about some of the stuff that had happened in some of the more left-leaning states or the states that are run by the left. And you see a lot of those tried to put restrictions on uh, gun stores, on ammunition. They tried to shut them down. They tried to do a bunch of other stuff like that. Basically, though, what happened, and I think the reason that the politicians kind of backtracked on a lot of that stuff, is that they saw that people 
And it wasn't just, you know, oh, the right ring gun nuts or the crazy libertarians. It was tons of people were going out there and they were wanting firearms because, and they were, and they did a lot of panic buying. So we saw a lot of, and we still see, I'm, I'm seeing ammunition and stuff coming back and some guns coming back. But again, I'm pretty well stocked up. So I haven't really paid much attention to it. And I have the things that I want and I learned from, you know, the 2000, uh, when was it? 2008. And then I learned again, uh, in 2016, uh, right before the lead up to that, but you know, right before Trump got uh, elected, you know, you saw a lot of panic buying. And even I had, had said, look, if, you know, we don't know which way it's going to go, but if Hillary gets in, you're going to see a lot of people are going to panic buy. So go ahead and get what you want now while it's still available. And during the time that Trump's been in office, there's been guns and ammo plenty, and I've, like I said, I've, I've got all the stuff that I kind of want. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's always, a, I always want a little bit more, but anywho, what we've seen is everybody was making runs on the gun store, and you saw some people in the press were trying to say, oh, it's just these gun nuts, it's not, you know, but you would see th- things from people who are FFLs and people that own gun stores and they would be interviewed or they would talk about it and they would say, well, yeah, a lot of these people that are coming in are first time gun buyers. And a lot of people that are coming in, they don't understand, especially if you're in states like California and Hawaii and some of these other places where there's waiting periods, a lot of them can't understand, well, how come I can't just the guns right here? How come you can't just sell it to me now? I need it. I want it now. And they're like, well, this is kind of what you voted for type thing. So it will be interesting to see going forward. Some people are out there saying, oh, it's going to be a big sea change. There's going to, you know, people are, you know, we're going to get some sort of recruits into gun world. And I don't know that we necessarily will. I think that once things kind of go back to normal, I think there's going to be a few months from now, uh, kind of a glut in the used gun market. I think a lot of people are going to get rid of them. Some of those people will remain gun owners. Some of them now will will that have been enough of a inconvenience for them, especially if they've if if they were eventually able to get one and never had to use it. Would it be enough for them to say, okay, I'm not going to vote for politician A, and I'm going to vote for politician B because politician B wants to lessen some of the regulations and restrictions on who can, you know, who can get guns on basically and, 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 you know, get rid of some of this waiting period stuff. So I don't really see that happening. I still see a lot of these, a lot of these States, uh, that are anti-gun are going to, when things get back to normal, are probably going to try and double down on them. And they're going to say, Oh, you know, we had all this panic and we really needed to make sure that they're going to spin it in this thing of, Oh, we, you know, we, let thank heavens we had these laws because it prevented people, you know, from panic buying and all this other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on. All right. I kind of, um, hopefully the show isn't too rambling. It probably is a little bit, but I didn't, I just wanted to kind of sit down and get something out. I didn't want it to go past April without putting something out. Now, many of you guys know that I do have the armed ape. And I've got, like I said, I recently posted a show, was that a couple weeks ago or something like that, on on some stuff that I had kind of banked. And I'm going to, in fact, you know what, I'll go ahead and I will, let me pull that up here right now. I think I did that on the 18th, which was, 
Yeah. So it'll be uh, the Saturday tomorrow will be a week ago. So I'm going to, I'm, I've got another bank show and I'm going to do a quick intro for that. And I'm going to drop that tomorrow and get that out. Uh, so if you're kind of missing the uh, dulcet tones of my voice and you know, you're looking for something else, maybe you don't, maybe you don't listen to the armed ape, but you can uh, go over to just the armed ape.com. Uh, you can, uh, subscribe to the podcast through, you know, Apple podcasts or whatever. I've also got on the website over the RSS feed and you can sign up and do it that way. Uh, but pretty much any, any podcast or podcast, um, what do they call it? Like catcher or something like that, or however you listening to them through most people go through Apple or they'll use, some people will use Stitcher. A lot of times uh, people use, uh, there's two or three others that are out there. There's overcast, you know, a weird thing happened. Well, you know, I won't go into that. Maybe I'll talk about that on the on the Armed Ape show. But I uh, I I use Apple Podcasts and I also use Pocket. No, what's it called? The Overcast. And the last show that I put out, which was show number one hundred and one, which was my review of Mayans MC, the first season, and it was kind of. Well, you can go over and listen to it. It's uh, not necessarily like a show by show. It was more kind of an overall thing of what I thought of the season type deal so far. Um, but the overcast thing isn't picking up my latest show. So I, I'm going to drop another show tomorrow and I'll see if that did. Now, the Apple podcast app did. So I'm not exactly sure why. And it shows up on the website and it plays and all that other stuff, but maybe it's just a weird glitch for some reason in the, uh, with the overcast app or something. I don't know. Uh, but it looks like some of the other things that I subscribe to through there are picking up new episodes. So we shall see. Anyway, getting back to the firearms cafe show, which is what you're listening to now. Uh, I do plan on putting out another show next week. I, I'm going to probably try and look into a little bit more political stuff, maybe see how that's affecting us or what I think is, and, and talk about some of the things that I'm seeing, you know, or what are we seeing as far as how is the government, we, and we briefly covered it here a little bit today, but how is the government trying to crack down on us in gun world? And what does it mean if you want to go out and protest? You know, what part, what of our rights are being if not taken away, are being suppressed. And I forget who said it, but somebody, I was uh, watching a video on, and uh, somebody said something like, well, the, uh, the basically the Bill of Rights and the Constitution really is only working when the government is trying to maybe take something away from you. So during times of, uh, we'll just call normalcy when the government isn't really trying to close down gun stores or trying to limit the amount of ammunition that you can buy or trying to, you know, do things like that or trying to say, well, you can't go to the church you want to go to or you can't protest. It's times like now when we see, okay, well, do we actually have those rights or not? So no matter what, maybe a local governor or, you know, stuff that's coming down from the feds, 
what is actually being taken away. And it, it's times like this when we actually can tell, well, what do we right now in 2020, what is there no pushback on that? If that makes any sense. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that. I'd love to hear some of your guys, uh, feedback, especially, uh, Dave, if you're out there and you're still listening, I hope you are. And I think I was talking about that. Maybe some of the more astute people who were listening, I don't think I ever got the point cause I, I rambled off onto something else, got distracted. Anyway, some of you guys may, that were more astute may have heard some noise in the background and uh, you may know what Dave's job is, but I will leave that up to him if he wants to call in and say what that is. Uh, but what I'd like to, to know, Dave, is in the course of your job, what are you seeing out there? I have some uh, friends that are uh, in the medical field, and I've talked with them about, about things, uh, and they're saying that they are, while they are seeing cases, it, they are not getting overrun and their hospitals aren't, you know, bulging at the seams where if somebody came in and needed treatment, they can, they can get it. Uh, they are seeing stuff, you know, of course with, uh, they, they weren't prepared with the amount of mass that they were going to need and that type of thing. But, uh, and then I have some other friends that are over the road truckers and, they're still doing supply runs. They're busy. They're going all the time, that type of thing. But if you either work in the metal medical field or you're uh, over the road trucker, or you maybe work in, um, if you work in a, a retail aspect, so someplace like Target or Walmart, or maybe you work in one of the grocery stores, I'd love to hear from you guys and kind of get more of that boots on the ground. Like, what do you see happening? Do you, what do you see as far as, uh, when do you think things are going to turn around? Um, are you still seeing things that are getting supplied on time, that type of stuff? So anyway, uh, like I said, I think I've have uh, rambled on quite enough. So let's go ahead and we will bring the show to a close. If you are, uh, uh, a worker in any one of those fields, I'd love to hear from you. Or I'd like to just to hear your own opinion on kind of what you think is going to happen. And again, I'll give you that contact info. So the voicemail is 206-745-2731. The email where you can send either audio or a regular email, and I'll read it out for you on the show, is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. All right, I will talk to you guys next time.
I'm in trouble. Black carpet, I see trouble. Man, 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 I'm not gonna get home. Black carpet, I'm so dizzy. Black carpet, please get dizzy. Oh, 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 get home. Black carpet, I'm in trouble. I'm so dizzy. I'm not gonna get home.